um, over the place. Oh, I, I'll go, Amina. Um, what do you think about uh, Twitter changing hands? So, at the end of the day, um, it's a billion-dollar company. So, I expect for any company to have checks and balances. I expect that any big corporation is going to have people that, you know, before we even make a decision, it has to go through several people. Um, and I trust that that is what the, what's going to happen here. I mean, I don't see when I see the the changing of ownership. I don't really. I all I trust within myself that they are a company that has check, checks and balances, and just because they have this big billion dollar owner, that you know, business is going to be as usual. So I really don't, um, as far as ethics and morals is concerned, I really don't go either way. I mean, yeah. it's it's a corporation, um, it's a social media corporation. It's you know, worth a billion over a billion dollars, and I expect that as a corporation, as a company, that there's going to be people being able to say, okay, hey, we don't want you to make that decision, you know, or right. Here's what we want to do with it, or you know, well, you've got somebody always got something to say. Team. Well, well, I, well I the agree book, with her. The, the, the book, the book has to stop somewhere, and I think that you know because nobody made a big deal about Mark Zuckerberg on right. uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram and uh, what was it, Snapchat? Like he owns all of these different ones, and he's very much Democratic leaning. He's a very liberal leaning person so i and i think that we're hearing too much on the liberal side and not enough because i mean i think twitter with this in place will allow voices for both sides because he elon even said once he made the purchase like you know this is still going to be a place for even those who disagree with me and that's what you know he you know he's he's looking for we'll something see. that's still going to be very balanced we'll see that That'll be uh, that'll come out eventually. But I agree with her that I, I don't think it really matters. And what he was saying in the video um, was like the previous major stockholders were like BlackRock and what is it, Voldemort or Volum Van Vanguard. Vanguard? Vanguard, yeah. So Vanguard and BlackRock, and so how ethical are those people? And so I think that. Um, basically it's not going to change much like not much i don't think it really matters um as far as you know things changing because we they're making it seem like oh it's this one guy owning the things but we went over in the other video we went over how like these one four what was it six companies own almost all the media well i i, I think that because see the the, the main thing is because see that's that's the that's the main reason why I see it being a difference is because if all if if the main people who you know the majority of people uh the these people have the biggest stake stakehold in all these other media companies and then it's being branched off and separated from those people we now have something that's gonna actually be more open to you know more voices that at one at any point if they decide that there's a certain message that they don't want to get across like with youtube you get shut off you know what i'm saying like they will freaking freeze your your you know you you you, you can't even you know you don't won't even have your platform 
based on the fact that you can get cut off for saying certain things. And I believe that that's one of the biggest problems because, I mean, our First Amendment right is freedom of speech. Now, will we have to pay for what we, you know, we say or whatever? Yeah, you, you will. But at the same time, I think that we need to have the conversations because without those conversations, we, we get nowhere. If we only have one side, it's all, always one side winning. So I think deplatforming, de which is what you were talking about, is a very important issue, but it's happening across progressive social media as well. So I don't know if you're familiar with TikTok, like there's also deplatforming happening on there from both sides. So I was seeing personally that around the time that um, I think we were, you know, the climate change activists, uh, Black Lives Matter was happening. TikTok was actually banning a lot of creators that posted anything towards that. So I think it's happening on both sides. What I think that I hear you say is that it does matter if the face of the company has this idea. And I get why you think that, but you have to understand this is one person <laughs> in a, you know, in control of this, you know, billion dollar company corporation and that these people are more like the face of it rather than the decision makers, if that makes sense. Right. Well, because I, look, I think, wait, well, let me back I mean, who, pack on her. Because if, what if I had $44 million, billion and I wanted to buy Twitter, do you think they would let me? I mean, at some point, you, you, you force their hand. Like they didn't want, they didn't want to sell it to Elon Musk because he's not a part of the culture that is that they're trying to use to censor certain voices. Like but, and, that's and, that's 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 why it was such a big deal. If it would have been a Mark Zuckerberg, they would have been like clapping, yeah, 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 okay, you know, because he's on their side. So the the reason why it was a big deal is because Elon Musk has different visions, a different idea of how at least America is supposed to work or our world should be working because he's like, I'm open to other people's, you know, like he became a billionaire by listening to different people, regardless of what angle they come from. He doesn't even, you know, he, yeah, of course he hires engineers and this, that, and the other, but he also hires people who don't have a degree because they have just simple, great creative minds. So, I mean, it's, it's a way to really, you know, open the door for more conversation. Whereas I believe that there's certain conversations, if it's not going a certain direction, you get silenced much quicker. And I think I think Elon Musk's image is not real, man. And, um, you know, because Tes Tesla got in trouble, the dude sued them for racism. I think this has happened multiple times. And they win. If you win a suit for win a racism suit, then they must have been acting pretty damn racist. <laughs> and uh, I want to well, say this happened more than once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, that's you know, a lawsuit can go either way based on because I mean, man, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, I mean, was it racist? I'm, I'm not here to really. Judge. I wasn't there. I can't say if it was real racism there or not. But as far as law cases, like I mean, people that should win lose all the time and people who should lose win you know like it's just that dynamic is there i mean it, it's it's gonna happen and you know 
like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and try to argue the fact whether it was racism there or not, but just the fact that what we're talking about in this is that this is more of an open space where you're not gonna get censored when everybody has a right to express their opinion, whether it's right or wrong. So may I ask, do you think now that Elon is on the team, he's bought the company, that, you know, what is the censorship going to look like now? Do you think there's going to be any censorship? You, you, do you think that the, the, the degree at which they were censoring people and claiming defamation is going to happen a lot less? And that if we think, if we think about it that way, I think you're putting a lot of power into the the purchaser of this billion dollar company than the people. I think the people have a lot of power to choose if they want to support a platform or if they don't want to support a platform. Well, no, I mean, to see the, the support, that's a totally different thing because, I mean, everybody has a right to support it or not to support it. But to say that this man shouldn't own it and he has the, you know, he, he, he can buy it. Obviously, he, he can, you know, purchase it. You know, he gave all of those shareholders a great big profit when he purchased it. So everybody can back out if they want, but you know, it's a it's a big platform. And I think most people want to be able to have a space to speak. Now, it's still gonna be on the individual if they if they want to go step out there and defame someone and that, that's gonna still be on them individually. But as far as having an open uh, platform for people to speak is what we haven't been getting. Okay, but I'm I'm curious. So, with this being in mind, let's say you you know uh, Twitter was it Twitter or Tumblr? Not not too long ago, they actually banned all pornography, right? And so. You, you're saying that, okay, we have this man at the face of the company that, you know, is in support of free speech. How far does that go before we hit uh, child endangerment before? Like, so I understand what you're saying. You, you're, you're spearheading that. Um, he's a part of this company now and things are going to start changing. Um, and there might be some change. There might be some people put in different places just because he has that the money or he has that influence, you, you know, replacing the chairman or whatever, whatever it might be. But how far does that go? Because you have there's there's a far enough level where you have to say, OK, we have to fact check or we have to we have to do this. We have to do that. But it can't be any bias. So how far does that go? How far does your support for Elon go for like, OK, if he supports this, then I'm on. If he doesn't support this, then I'm off. How far does that free speech go? How far does that like open-mindedness go? And you're saying personally? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm not for, you know, I mean, like, you know, I think it should still be a respectable place to go for any age, you know, if it's open. Because, I mean, I think you have to be at least a teenager to, uh, you know, to, to get on the platform. Um, but... I think it should still be a respectable place. I don't think it's going to change as far as that, but I think that we're is silencing certain voices where, you know, because um, I mean, we, we don't even have to talk about sex. I mean, even when it, I mean, when it comes to even to like to racism, I mean, people should be able to express their voice, but putting explicit things uh, on the platform, that's, I think that's going 
too full. It's too far. Okay, so, but you have people whose beliefs are explicit. So where do you draw the line? I, I couldn't really hear you. Um, yeah. You have people whose beliefs are explicit and extreme. So where do you where do you draw the line? Um, whose very core as, belief. What what? Give me an example. Like what? Um, there in some cultures you're allowed to, there's some cultures where, or, um, individual, I'm sorry, groups that cannibalism is allowed. Um, doing certain things towards your dead is allowed. Um, treating people a certain way. If we think about India, I mean, their whole system where they have untouchables, that is their culture. Now, is it politically correct? Is it what everyone else would do? No. But like you have people who have their beliefs and also want this free speech. So, I mean, there's multiple ways to kind of go at this. Um, I would, I agree. I don't think a lot of people are, um, know what their body wants or wants. There's a lot, not a lot of people who are well-versed in their body. Um, and then on top of that, you have a communication issue, which is, People aren't able to communicate what they like, what pleases them. They might have the mindset where, oh, I have to like this just because I'm a guy. Oh, I have to do this just because I'm a girl. I have to. So there's a lot of expectations. So you, when you combine not knowing your body and then on top of that, the expectations where the guy's supposed to be, you know, even there are expectations on men and sex that they're supposed to be performing a certain way. They're supposed to be doing certain things. And then women have this same way of coming at it. Okay, I'm supposed to really like it. I know that this is this could possibly be um, an ego boost, and this could crush my man if he doesn't think that I'm enjoying it. So I think there's a lot going on. And from a psychological perspective, I will say with people who experience. So I'm well more well versed on in the the psychological psychological part of it with people who experience ADHD and autism you mask. So you look at, okay, what is the world showing me? How do I learn from the world what to do? And so you might see men getting down, you know, this rabbit hole of, okay, this is how I'm supposed to perform in sex. This is what I'm supposed to do. And women, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. And I'm supposed to be like the freakiest person in the sheets. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to figure it out. And they're both like, okay, I'm looking at the world to see how to perform, and I don't know what's going on within myself. So I will say, with specific, I was diagnosed with autism probably two weeks ago, mm. and it had gone undiagnosed for so long because of how well I masked it, mm. how well I was able to perform. It, I mean, a lot of, I will say, like a lot of my life has been, oh, you talk you know, very white. Oh, you perform. Oh, you're an old soul. And so I often look to the world on how to be, how to be a person, how to be a woman. Before I got married, I was looking up YouTube videos, articles, how to be successful in a relationship, how to be successful in a marriage. How do I do this? How do I be the best person? You know, how do I fulfill all of his sexual needs and do everything? And I was looking to the world on that instead of being, okay, 
I've gotten that information. Now, what do I know about myself? How do I handle um, stressful situations? How do I handle if I'm, you know, in a conflict with him and I don't know how to handle it? How do I say to my partner when I really do want to do my best to please him that, hey, I'm just not feeling it right networks are not even getting clicks like that so this shows like there's an opportunity for this what we're doing here on this show um so i really enjoyed seeing you be confident in your perspective um, and I think that you have a lot to say, especially when I, so I saw a lot about um, social issues and politics, and I will be honest, like I'm not as well versed as I probably should be, um, but I really appreciated being able to learn um, from your content. I think a lot of people, and also have a different perspective. So I think a lot of people, it's kind of like an echo chamber. They like what right. they, they like hearing what they like hearing. And so I'm very much a person who I, I love seeing both sides. I love getting different perspectives. I love getting different opinions. So I really enjoy being able to learn things from I mean, but but no, but just think, just think about this. For somebody who disagrees with the LGBT uh you know, agenda, uh, ways of life, and you happen to just express your clear view, like you're you're now deemed like a, somebody who's like you hate these people. No, I disagree with these people. It doesn't mean I hate them. You know what I'm so, so how is it that I can, you know, like these types of things are able to be pushed out and nobody can ha really have any pushback with it. So many people are so scared to even say, no, nah, I don't believe in that shit to, because they worried about the kind of pushback they're going to get and what they're going to be called if they say that they don't they agree with it. And if you're living in a totalitarian system, then ostracizing people, oh, damn, I can't talk today, it, it is the way to go, right? You know what I'm saying? And persecuting them in the streets, even like, you know, in front of people. And that's what happens in the crowd when you're at work or any kind of environment. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And you talk about something that's unapproved, you know, conversation, then you're going to get ostracized. <laughs> so, oh, so, 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 so me agreeing, me agreeing that nature has one direction and that's it, you know, that there's only boys and girls, men and women. And, you know, I say, uh, you know, to hell with the other conversation that, you know, oh, you can choose that once you're born, you know, the, the doctor is just guessing when you come into the world <laughs> that you, you, you're a boy or a girl. And I was like, that's bullshit. And I, now I'm wrong. Because you, you're not being sensitive to their feelings. No. <laughs> I think two things can be true at once, right? Like, I, I have this conversation with my husband all the time. I personally think that if there weren't... Um, so so I was talking about this because we were talking about whether I should put a pink collar on a boy puppy. And, and so that's weird. But um, at the time, I was like, I, I don't understand 
our society's um, obsession with needing to literally transition into another gender if we all understood that there are many ways to be a boy and many ways to be a girl. So if we truly grew up thinking there are many ways we can express ourselves as a boy, there are many ways we can express ourselves as a girl, we wouldn't have this obsession with trying to perform the other gender. Well, right. Look, it's a performance. Look, look, Wait, before you look, say, Pat, let me say this, because the whole thing with the pink is stupid as hell anyways. Because, I wear pink. Yeah. And back in the days, they used to put pink on boys and blue on girls. And, and, and people don't even know this history. And then they like, you know, they're so dogmatic about it. Go ahead, Pat. I had to back her up. Well, well my, my problem is, is because, I mean, when we get into to the specifics of it, because they've made this into a whole, like a true, like a articulate agenda. So like, my thing is, there is when you when you come into this world, except in rare cases, are you one i mean other you know more you know something other than a boy or a girl now somebody might figure out later in life that they have more feminine attributes than masculine but you're still what you were born as you're still a boy or a girl that you know a, a girl can, you know, like, you know, yeah, I am kind of more on the masculine side and I, I like girls and just, okay, I'm, I dap you down. Look, that's you, you, you know thyself. And the same for a boy. If you're a boy and you have more feminine attributes, but you're still a boy. Yeah. So the scale of masculinity and femininity is different in everybody and women can fall over here and men can fall over there so like that's yeah, just what it is i will shut the hell up if that was the argument yeah but they're tell but they're telling people that you can change like just because of how you feel changes your gender no it doesn't this is scientifically proven thousands of years ago and within a couple of 10 or 20 years uh that now is different no i wanna uh i wanna change the subject because <laughs> i just feel attention let me play this though we're gonna i'm gonna take you on on a on a socialism journey but it's not really though idea Let's of go. landlordism to get the primary thesis of the video out of the way landlords are mostly parasitical in the economic sense People who hoard property in order to profit from the misery of inbuilt income inequality that exists and that they massively contribute to within capitalist societies. I'm not talking about individual landlords here or their moral character, just the entire institution. Furthermore, I care less about your elderly grandparents that work their whole lives to have a single property to rent for their retirement, and more about the multi-million and billion dollar individuals and companies that own dozens, if not hundreds, and thousands of properties with basically no oversight. Historically, landlords over land got it through aristocratic privilege, politically preferential treatment for the ruling class, or outright robbery. This is the story of pretty much all large non-state-owned land, be it first world or third. Let's share. Wait, pause. And this is what I believe to be true. And what's crazy about this is like we was having the argument in the other show about people who don't really do anything. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I, I was arguing that there was a lot of people that are like that. And you was like, nah. And um, so, but the thing is about the uh, these people, uh, lords or, or landlords, these people didn't get these lands 
Like Amino, he's he's picking on me right now. So just just, just sit back and watch this. They, they didn't get they didn't get their fucking land through no fucking fair ways. Like they stole it or whatever shady paperwork. Uh, okay, see, all right, you got pennies, a different. All right, you got a different up. argument. This is a different argument. Well, no, that you you you're probably you you're you're right. In most cases, that is true, but. You know, you said we had the same argument. This is something different because the last argument was that rich people don't do nothing. Like, no, mental energy drains you more than physical energy. I just and, and I, I agree just, with that. I, so, but, but I'm saying that there's a bunch of people who didn't really, and then in the end, they don't do nothing. So, and and, and then they're not producing. <laughs> they're not producing a damn thing. So, anyways, let me play a little bit more of this. Few quotes from Adam Smith. You, and quote, they, and they, I would say y'all because you're general. going to them to to rent something. Like because they because they, they stole own, the land in the first place. Well, and that's then it's like with, that's not true with everybody because you know shit. My dad's a landlord. He steal nothing. But but the whole but but on the premise, the idea of land ownership is ridiculous. Off top, it's the earth, and it's here. It's it's. Garden of Eden, it's for it's for all of us. Okay. So you so all right, are we supposed to now uh you know because I'm, I'm of the not saying no no because part of, of the property. I'm not saying that of, argument. No, because of the construct that we because I mean at one point the people, you know, they they had it was a free for all. As long as you can go and section off whatever you want, it was yours or whatever. And then from then on, it's they took up some ownership. Oh, well, from this line to that line, that's mine. And if you want a piece of it, it's going to cost you this. Is that wrong? Or well, is historically, that... it was murder. <laughs> it was war. Right. Well, so, th blood. that's, 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 yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> that definitely happened. And, um, so anybody, most people, most of these people who have large, huge amounts of land, did not get that in a really fair way or whatever. And then okay. they not producing anything and you get to pay just to freaking stand there. Let me play some more of this. General, shall we? Landlord's right has its origin in robbery. The landlord, like all other men, loves to reap what they never sowed and demand a rent even for the natural produce of the earth. The landlord is the one whose revenue costs them neither labor nor care, but comes to them, as it were, of its own accord and independent of any plan or project of their own. Adam Smith even dunks on the idea that landlords justify themselves by maintaining the land that they own. The rent of land, it may be thought, is frequently no more than a reasonable profit or interest for the stock laid out by the landlord upon its improvement. This, no doubt, may be partly the case upon some occasions. The landlord demands, one, a rent even for unimproved land, and the supposed interest or profit upon the expense of improvement is generally in addition to this original rent. Two. Those improvements, besides, are not always made by the stock of the landlord, but sometimes by that of the tenant. When the lease comes to be renewed, however, the landlord commonly demands the same augmentation of rent as if they had been all made by his own. 3. He sometimes demands rent for what is altogether incapable of human improvement. Now, if you'll indulge me one more quote, Marx beautifully says, Let us now see how the landlord exploits everything from which society benefits. Every improvement in the circumstances of society tends either directly or indirectly to raise the real rent of land, to increase the real wealth of the landlord, his power of purchasing the labor, or the produce of the labor of other people. 
In essence, according to Smith and Marx, landlords are those who love to benefit from labor they didn't do, who contribute next to nothing as a generator of revenue from their so-called investment, and are ones that benefit from society without benefiting society themselves. Now, are there any good landlords? Well, no, not really. Again, this isn't a moral <laughs> argument or a commentary on the character of individual landlords, but even in the best-case scenario where you have a landlord that charges you a so-called reasonable amount, actually repairs stuff, and is nice to you, there still is an imbalance in this relationship, one predicated on violence through threat of eviction, mind you. Firstly, how nice he is to you depends on your paying of the rent, and out of the money you pay, he takes a sum and uses it to repair stuff, so in all honesty, wow. it's you paying for the repairs of someone else's property. And the so-called reasonable amount he charges doesn't change whether the mortgage on the property is paid off or not. In fact, I've never heard of a rent discount once a mortgage on a property was paid off, which should be logical for the oh-so-nice landlord. He is still sitting on and profiting from property that you could have gotten a mortgage yourself to pay and actually live in the damn place instead of just accumulating property to rent out, but the bank deemed you too insecure of an investment to make monthly $600 payments. As a result, you pay $1,200 to a landlord, month in and month out, for your entire life, basically. Entire Someone, life. or more commonly, a massive corporate entity, just so happens uh. to start off with more money than you. And as a result, you have to continuously put money into the cycle of ever-increasing income like and equality despite having the long-term ability to pay off shelter that you would actually be living in. Go ahead. Comments. I mean, he sounds like a hater. Like, I mean, <laughs> bro, look, it's business, man. You you're on one side or the other. Like I mean, either you're you know either you you could be a landlord too yourself if you you know put yourself in a position. Now of course there yeah, there's some extreme situations where somebody like owns a freaking country. You know what I'm saying? You know they can you know like it's crazy stuff. But I mean come on bro, the the, the whole idea that just a regular like. Let's say, like my dad, for instance, like he busts his ass for thirty plus years working for somebody, and he bought some property, and he's renting it out, and he's making a profit. He's a bad person now. No, so I think, like I said before, two things can be true at once. You can have a business. Does it have to be ethical? No. Um. So I can, I can, I can speak on this. I have what other people deem is an unethical business, depending on how you look at it. So I breed mind dogs. speaking on that? I breed dogs. And some What's people the... think, oh, you know, there's so many stray dogs already. Like, you know, there's millions oh, of dogs God. dying in the shelter. And so I'm like, okay, I understand that. But I know that, one, I want to improve the life. I, it depends on how you go at it, how you conduct your business, how you do it. Well, so it at its core could be like, okay, you're bringing more lives into the world when there are dogs out there. Yeah, but like the two things can be true at once. It could be true that yes, you're, you're I'm sorry, your father? Yes. Did you say your father? Your father owns a business. And I mean, you could say historically, ethically, it, it's, he's a landlord. It, it, it there's, yeah. I don't think we can tell much from the morals of, uh, what an individual does, especially in like this, the like a capitalistic society, and I think this more speaks to BlackRock, Tricon, all these places that are taking away um, at a rate that we're we homeowners aren't doing ourselves. Well, see, yeah. but that's the, see that's see that's where the problem lies is when you know these big corporations are trying to pretty much 
out, you know, like they're outpacing the right. rest of humanity overpricing. I, I saw a story so that you can't, so you can't afford to buy. They doubled because, the price you know, and paid cash of this house that this lady was trying to get. I, the, I, I know. I, I look. I live in the Austin area now. Like that's that's going rampant, but that's not even like the that's ha happening just from regular people. That's they moved from California where they got they had half the house for twice the amount what they're coming to buy a uh, a house here in Texas. So it's like you know, of course the market went up, but they were willing to pay cash. Let's say a hundred thousand dollars more. Because they're paying cash and they still would pay less than what they would if they had bought that house for yeah but years. that's not what i'm talking about you talking about california from texas those are two different real estate markets look, well, so I, well, I, I i get it i get it but and, I, I know i know what you're saying as far as like because like blackrock right Vanguard, they just come in and um, double the double the price and pay cash with no person can because you can't compete with that well, well, see what see the thing. The problem with that is, I think y'all missing uh, what's really happening because a lot of them are all, like Black, BlackRock owns the bank that owns so the house. It, so it's really so the banks. It's well, no. I mean, what see it's perceived to have gone up in price, where it's just a transfer of ownership. You know, like the the now just 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 take this for for. Because, I mean, maybe this is a part of my conspiracy, but at the same time, I, re I really believe this is happening. Now, of course, like you said, BlackRock owns the banks. BlackRock and others, you know, like they, a lot of them are at least have high stock in a lot of these banks. So when a property comes available, it's on the market and they decide they want it. They say it went up or they say somebody gave an offer of double the price but they really just bought it for a little more or you know because really it's already owned by the bank it just needs to be a, a good enough profit I, for i get what you're saying i get what you're saying yeah. the actual money transfer don't be that and and it's just to fucking push everybody out but look yeah. what i wanted to say was you know this particular topic you know brings out the anarchist in me because i don't even like their system at all i don't want to be a landlord because i don't want to be them if that makes any sense because your argument is you know play the game you know like, like they do you know what i'm saying i don't want to well, play the game if, like if them. you want to if you want to change it but that's the thing like i mean you can't just be you know, a peon and expect that you're going to make power moves. No, you're going to have to have some some skin in the game. You got to have, you know, some capital to be able to, you know, take some ownership of some of these things within this system to be to, to where you can change the system. Like we have to be active in order for things to be different if we want to I, I agree different. with the premise of what you're saying but i used to think like that but then that kind of goes back to the whole idea of what i was saying batman is a bad guy and i feel like Elon musk is like batman you know what i'm saying and it's like batman's gonna come save the day type shit so and then each one of us is like oh we're gonna try to be batman you know what i'm saying and that's not how you make change in a society people need to come together as a community and agree that Okay, we're not gonna do this or whatever, or we're going to do this. Spider Man was wanted by the cops. <laughs> I'm sure Batman was too. 
But I'm just saying, like, okay, these are people that's considered vigilantes, but for the purpose, the intent is where, you know, like the moral code is where they're winning. Whether you call it good, bad, or indifferent. But that's a different know, question the, for you, that, if you don't mind. How do you think billionaires become billionaires? Not millionaires, billionaires. Are you going to tell me business. it's all hard work? No, I, I would say it's shrewd business. I mean, I, I'm... I'm not I'm I'm not fooled by the system. Like my thing is to overcome it. So, you know, I'm willing to be Batman if I need to be. So the change you're talking about has to be done on a billionaire level. That's right? the, that's that's the my argument. Because otherwise you won't have the power to actually make those kind of moves. So but that's not so, right though. So, that's... so so do I sit back? Let me ask this question. So do I just sit back and just talk shit about the billionaires? And, and keep accepting whatever they dish out? Or do I do something so that, you know, at, at least the people close to me don't experience the same shit? You educate. Right. You but help that's... people get out of this, like, disillusionment of what is the American dream. Right. And that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, trying to do with I, this I, mean, I, I, I don't think sitting, sitting on my hands is going to do anything. It's definitely not going to do anything. But, 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 if I, but if I at least have a good intent in my uh, my my motion, and I set the next generation up to not, they're not starting where I started. I'm doing something to change the world. This is a fundamental argument within the community, right here. You have um, uh, you have segments of the community who fall right there with with Pat, and then you have segments that fall with the other one. And then you know because because it's just kind of like a different way to kind of go at it. Because I look at like um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, like they're the example of going at it the way that Pat is saying. Like, it's kind of mm. like doing, look, let me explain. Maybe, maybe. Because they're like, we're gonna do this thing that they do, but we're gonna do it better and even prettier and with more class. And that's their way of going at this thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine, but because like it's like, and if you look at it, it really it's really true because the uh 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 Jay-Z be hiring white folks for shit all the time. They be his little assistants and little like maids, and he has it's like little slaves. I'm but, telling you, bro. You see him walking look, around look, him. I, okay, <laughs> but but I, look, let me just say he's this like, I'm gonna just fucking the, do what look, they did. Fuck it. Well, I will, but at the same time, I look at it this way: like you, you can, own, like there's no pride in being poor unless you failed from trying. And 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 really, poor is a mentality. You know, poor is a state of mind, anyways. We, okay. we live, we live in abundance. Poor, poor thinking. I mean, it, give an effort. Like, stop just talking about. You know what? And I agree look with what you. they did. Look what they did. I agree huh. with that. Huh? I'm a tail. I agree with like, that. Part of, a part of it is when you get to a place, um, putting those people at your table. So I was talking with my uncle, and I was like, I, I, I support it. I, I've got to be a part of it. Then I, I support it. Like I, I want to help. I want to be involved. And so that comes with. I, same thing with my brother. When when I got to a place when I was 
better i was like okay let's bring you back let's bring up let's let's do this like once you get to that place it comes from bringing other people up and on a small scale that is very impactful but if we're talking on a global scale it takes lots of money and lots of power and policy and i and i think that the focus has to be on community because looking out for yourself and your family that's the same that's the damn american dream right there and that's the damn thing that they sell everyone and that's what they got everybody on that's why everybody's on the corporate ladder and running trying to make their yard bigger and nicer than their neighbors but what answer this where does the revolution start it starts with us it starts with us building a community it starts with home right that's true that's true i say that all the time that's the nation the you know the you know so but that's what i'm going to talk about this week so that's kind of a good segue but i'm gonna play some more of this video but empires colonial colonialism and how is it continuing and why is france why is france so damn powerful (laughs) so you know like like what the fuck you know, it, it, the more I think about it, it don't make no goddamn sense. But if you look around the world and you see how many colonies they still have to this day, then boom, ah, da da da, now it makes sense. You know, so, but that's related to this because it's like I said, controlling the people is by getting them on that look out for me and my family, and that's it. That's the same way they, they ended up doing the Holocaust and killing all the. The Nazi kills all the Jews. They had everybody on that. Let me just look out for myself uh, and my family. Come shit. on, come on. I'm nah, going to the extreme. I not, am. That's, that I is am. far, but, far. But I always there. say slippery road. I always say that. And so the thing is, I don't want. I, I, I'm an anarchist. Burn the fucking system down. The, the native, the, the Aboriginal peoples, and they was coming over here. They talking about we. This is my land now. They was like, "What the hell are you talking about, bro?" Like, well, no, my, no, no, my, no, my no, ancestors no, no. bled no, on this. Forever. No, coming here, coming here with the idea that this was the new world, motherfucker. This is the oldest world you can find, like the oldest civilization. And, and, and on, the, the on basis the is I, here. After I studied real estate, I realized the basis of real estate is shady from the jump. All property in the United well, States it, goes back to the United okay, States I, government. It, it is, Even it property is. that hasn't been prospected or developed Look, or owned ever overall the, the deed over, always overall, goes back to the u.s but the, who the fuck had it before the u.s it's stolen it's not theirs from the jump this is all bullshit you can't come over here talking about i own this get the fuck out of here this tree's being forever before well, you well, it's gonna be you, here after you know you. you know my background so you know how i feel about that i like i know like i'm with you on that but i mean how do how do we reverse it how do we change it how do we put it into a different system do we just talk shit on them uh internet and expect it to change yeah i feel you so that that, that that's that's what i'm getting to so if i gotta be a shrewd businessman to you know get into you know into some other people's pockets, whether, you know, the, the rich people's pocket in order to change it for me and then my family and then my friends and then, you know, the circle that's around me and try to make the circle bigger and bigger as I grow. Cause I mean, it's not like this didn't happen in five years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's why it's know, gonna be so hard last, to dismantle. I say burn the, it down. That's the fastest way. We, I mean, we the have last to- 200 years, 
if we say, you know, cause, I mean, the United States itself, because I mean, I guess it was happening before that, but the United this, States is what, 200, this, uh, 100, not even 200 years old. This idea of colonialism is so ingrained in us. We're so brainwashed and we want to take the side of the victor, of course, because huh. their way, because you, you get benefits, you get privileges for that. You know what you're I'm talking saying? About the you, you're talking about the majority. I'm talking about the majority of people. You okay. know, you, you want to go with the, the, the victor because you get privileges for that. So, but they have ingrained this but way of thinking the, that is backwards fear. and unsustainable. No, no the, the biggest problem is fear. The biggest problem is fear. People, uh, you know, afraid to, you know, do without the, fr the freaking Dooney and Burke and the Gucci and you know like actually They're have attached. to go out build, you know ha they actually have to go and grow their own forms yeah attached you know do, do attached, work dependent on the system but they have um created people to be that way and that's one of the things that bothers me the most because I see it happening more and more and more and more and more and more they're making you more and more dependent if you don't if you don't you're dead they're making you more and more and more and more dependent on their system. I'm I'm and, gonna and, say this one more time. If you don't self-govern yourself, start growing your own food, building your com own communities, you're dead. They're they're the food in the next 20, 30 years is gonna kill you. If you eat <laughs> from, right. if you eat if you eat from them. I'm just and telling it's, you. It's crazy because I think I've I've talked about this with my husband Tanner. One of my biggest concerns is a cyber attack right now because millions of people would die in America if there was a massive cyber attack. We couldn't get access to our money. All the power grid is down. We can't well, get to the grocery stores. Well, there won't be a cyber attack that could really do that because the networks are too complex. Well, but I can tell you what will and can't and does and have done in the past is those solar flares and we're coming up on a season where the um, you, you saw sun, that right yeah you it, saw it, that right i saw yeah. this the sun is going through a phase where it's being more active so it's sitting sending out more of those things so if we was to get a good little pulse it could knock out all the satellites it can knock out all of whatever it'll be like an emt mm. and and um the electricity will shut down everything you know, until they could get things going, but it'll be like those circuits will be fried. So they might have to rebuild that shit. Who the fuck knows how long it'll come take for them to? And it could be over large areas of of, of spaces. So that could be a real problem where people would go fucking berserk because uh, if the lights go out and they don't come back on within like a week, a couple of weeks, so people start losing it. Oh mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, if you look at the grocery stores, they're already bare. Um, you know, what, what's, I mean, what's my, my thing is like, okay, who, who's not like scared that, you know, any moment you can't you just, go to the grocery you, you, store, you, 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 you're totally on reserves, mm -hmm. you know, now, I, I know, and I see, I know what some of these warehouses, some of these huge warehouses are now. I mean, I can get a crew together and we can get some shit, but however, I mean, we're only going to supply so many. And for so long. And then other people are going to be thinking the same thing. You might die in the process of doing that shit because it's, it's fucking zombie apocalypse, bro. Zombie robots. Let me play some more of this.
This point cannot be understated. Unless you already have money, the system is rigged against you. Sadly, or better yet, predictably, capitalism turns most necessities, shelter being primary among them, into speculative assets. The housing stock is already built, the workers paid, actual homes just sitting there. But instead comes a landlord buy, buys up several of those already existing properties, and extracts profits from the most vulnerable in society. Of course, this isn't even talking about slumlords, through which quite a many seemingly respectable businessmen got their starts. Statistics and realities. This is all according to a great article titled There is no such thing as a good landlord, linked in the pinned comment below. In the UK alone, there is a housing need of 4.7 million people. The figure in the US is over 5 million. With a need to build 340,000 new homes every year until 2031 to make up the amount. The actual number being built was only 160,000. At the same time, there are 320,000 people homeless in the UK, with almost half of those being children, and 1.15 million people on waiting lists for social housing. In the US, the official figure for homelessness is nearly 600,000 people, but the actual amount Bullshit. is much, much higher due to clever sleight of hand intended to paint a more pleasant picture. What this all means is that the supply doesn't meet the demand. Mouthwatering used for a prospective landlord. Less supply with a constant, if not rapidly increasing demand, means property values skyrocket. A two-way street, of course, as more landlords try to buy up as much as they can chasing this golden goose. He's talking about the, the artificial uh, creation of scarcity of housing that they do. Further increasing yeah. property prices. People already renting see the potential of ever owning their own property drifting farther and farther away as housing stock depletes and becomes increasingly more expensive, with the average house price being eight times the UK average wage, and as high as 14 times that in London. The figure is only slightly better at seven times the average US yearly salary in the United States. In the UK, if you don't earn the equivalent of $83,000 a year, or nearly $140,000 a year in London, then it will be virtually impossible for you to ever own your own place. In the US, to afford the average house price of $374,000 via mortgage, you would need a minimum income of $105,000 per year. For many, a virtual impossibility. You either rent or you're on the streets. And then they remind you that your ass gonna be out there with them homeless folks. Thus, you have no choice but to rent and pay whatever price desired by the landlord as shelters kinda non-negotiable. This isn't even speaking of the lack of options those homeless have of which thousands die every year during the winter. After all, those homeless and the high likelihood of disease or death are the threat landlords use to force renters to accept ridiculous asking amounts for, in many cases, old, unrenovated, poorly heated, and spatially restrictive homes. The system ah. is fundamentally weighed in favor of landlords, with the average one making more than twice the average national salary within the UK. The US has muddier stats, but the number falls between one and a half to three times the average national salary, depending on how you measure it. Even if there's a downturn in the market and rent goes lower, they still have a property, an asset, something with the potential to appreciate the second the market bounces back. This so, I know you're itching to make comment. What you want to say, Pat? Honestly, <laughs> I have nothing to say. I mean, I'm just listening. I mean... Like, the, um... Anyways, I'm going to play a little bit more. This, short, this video is short. This is the story pretty much everywhere. Most people spend about 25% of their monthly income on rent, and in some places this number can be as high as 30, 40, 60% or even higher of your monthly income. And the beauty is you can't do anything about it because usually all the good jobs are in large cities with already bloated renting or property markets. Fundamentally, landlords both create and profit from the existence of poverty and homelessness. In all lessons, rent is a tax placed by the better off in society on usually the poorest in society for daring to be poor and want to live somewhere habitable. Landlords are superfluous. 
it's absentee ownership. Landlords <laughs> earn money from tenants due to property rights, not their labor. Landlords make their money while sleeping, eating, or just existing while you go to work every single day. All while not living there and being able to charge you however much they want and dictate terms on how you live in your own home, which isn't really your own home. As with every argument in the support of capitalism, choice is equated with an ultimatum. They take the money you pay them to pay off the property and then take a little extra as profit. Everything a landlord does or pays for comes from your wallet, be it property tax, maintenance, or whatever else. If the landlord didn't exist, then the tenant would pay less overall. Landlords are unnecessary middlemen that profit off of poverty and homelessness. There is no skill required to buy housing, with the only requirement being money or access to finance. To notice that there is a need in a community for housing is to notice that people need food, meaning a completely ridiculous thing to stake your right to hoard housing to. To quote the Greater Manchester Housing Action, a landlord might argue that they possess a skill in predicting in advance when a residential area will gentrify, and then use their skill to invest shrewdly in such areas to bring themselves greater profit margins. Such a skill is of no benefit to society, so it's unclear why it warrants financial reward. Minimal bravery is required to invest in a rental property. In the unlikely event a landlord fails to find some desperate soul to rent their purchase to, they still have a capital asset that is likely to have appreciated in value. The administrative burden of being a landlord is minimal when compared with running a cotton mill or a curry house. Relevant examples from earlier in the article. Arranging viewings, having to occasionally call a plumber, supplying annual gas safety certificates, etc. are not arduous tasks. Despite this, many landlords either fail to fulfill their small role adequately or subcontract to a letting agent who is usually effectively paid by the renter through further inflated rent. By the time a landlord takes ownership of a home, the home already exists. The workers involved in the hard work of physical construction give society its housing stock and the renter their shelter, not the landlord. Our housing stock has already been paid for. That we continue to pay for it again and again in perpetuity is a form of collective madness. The problem is systemic. It's not the individual landlords that are the problem, it's the existence of the landlord layer of society that is. The existence of this entire group that own housing for whatever reason and leaves the rest unable to do the same unless they pay a monthly fee to use said housing that the landlord just has and doesn't use is a societal issue, regardless of whether the person you're renting from is a good or bad person. A potential solution and conclusion. <laughs> I did not intend for that to rhyme. The obvious solution is socialism, with publicly owned housing for all. Pretty much every single socialist country, both historically as well as today, had either eliminated homelessness or have negligent amounts, especially compared to the behemoth homeless populations of the US, UK, and rest of the so-called prosperous Western capitalist democracies. I've spoken extensively on socialism elsewhere, and concrete steps can only be taken through direct action, organization building, and agitation. To quote an interesting idea termed the people's rented sector from the same Manchester source earlier, if we broke away from landlordism, our housing costs would be limited to the cost of keeping our homes in a good state of repair and fit for human habitation, alongside a small contribution to the cost of continually replenishing the nation's housing stock. For most renters, this would represent a life-changing reduction in housing costs. We would then all have the choice to either use the money saved on things that actually bring us happiness, or cut our working hours giving us more leisure time to do things that bring us happiness. And we would do so living without fear of homelessness. The overall benefit to society would be immense. Interesting, in my opinion, as one prong of a multifaceted political approach towards housing when working within the capitalist system. However, the only concrete and permanent change will come with the overthrow of the capitalist system and the construction of socialism. And with that said, that's all for this time. I'll probably make another video. All right. Yeah, I'm your landlord. Well, I need my look, rent money. Pat, Chaka, I need up? my money. Give my <laughs> motherfucking money, goddamn. <laughs> hey, look here. I need 23% on top of what you're already paying. <laughs> uh, yeah, you about to get slapped. Yeah, you can slap me. Call you can call me Susie. Give me my goddamn money. You heard me. <laughs> but, but look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Let me say this because first first thing I want to say is that people hearing this 
should be pissed. But secondly, these socialist countries live off of capitalist countries. So like, you know, the, the, the people that they spoke about, these mostly European countries that are able to live socialist. Of course, there's some others that uh, that are not attached to that same tree that survive on a socialist uh, government. But there still has to be some guarantees that people are going to work. And that was like, you know, I guess one of the problems around the world is that some people get so lazy that, you know. No, no. That, 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 that's what they told the Indians when they, they told the Indians, if you don't work, you don't eat. And the Indians was like, hey, we was eating before y'all came along with all this shit. Like, you know, now we starving all of a sudden. What the but, fuck happened? But they worked, but, but they worked see, in their own ways, though. Exactly. Yeah, they, they worked they, in their own but, ways. Okay, so stop telling me no. No, yeah, because that, it's the work. When they said work, they mean work no, for a hear, company. When I when I talk, you hear somebody else's voice because that's you. Because see, regardless, that that's a, just like the conversation we had last week. I mean, yeah, you might see some of these people uh, you call rich and they don't do nothing, but no, really, they are. I mean, having to organize people and have them, you know, get the work done. That's work, you know, yeah. mental mental stress. So yeah. I mean. Regardless of how you look at it, work has to be done. You, you know, and that's why I said there has to be some guarantee. It has to be people uh, involved enough in their own community where they're living at that they're gonna get the shit done. It's going to take work. So don't tell me no. Like it has to happen. Like no, people have to be doing. But, people but, have but to be doing same, stuff. That's the same argument that I had when I watched this video, right? And I understand because I'm a renter, and then I think about a socialistic society, right? And I think about, okay, free, you know, free housing for everybody, free college for everybody. Where does that money come from? You know what I'm saying? How does that somebody, money? Somebody that's that working. Money, yeah. Somebody you know that's working. So because I think, see, I think if, about if, that shit, you know? So it's like, if we're out here working, you know what I'm saying? You, th you think about it. You're out here working. You're out here paying your fair share. You're working, right? And you're not getting a break but there's free housing for everybody else. But you as the individual that's going to work, busting your back, that's working and lowering your standard. Because in most cases, when you work for a corporate entity and we had this conversation on this very podcast, how sometimes you have to lower yourself when you work for somebody else's business, you have to lower yourself. You have to lower your being. You have to go to a, a lower vibration. And you're working and you're and you're doing this and other people are living free off of your back. You know, well, how, how does this socialistic society exist well, look, without, the there being, without there being because you're going to have people that's going to say, you know what, man, this is some straight bullshit. I'm out here working. I'm busting my ass. I'm paying taxes. I'm doing this. And then you got these people over here that's in this free housing for free. They're getting government assistance. They're getting this. They're getting that. And I can't catch a fucking break. It's well, costing me every time I go to every time I get a payroll check. It costs me when I go to the gas pump. It costs me when my child needs diapers. It costs me when I need a gallon of milk just to make some fucking macaroni cheat cheese for macaroni <laughs> and I'm paying taxes and this motherfucker over here is getting free housing not only that he's getting a fucking 
uh, uh, because he's he or she has five or six kids, they're getting fucking and, and they, EBT, they get the first and I the get and, yeah, and they get the first hey, choice. They don't look. go to work, so they go get the buy. They get to buy the best striped trout, best bass, and everything <laughs> else. And I gotta come in this bitch and get catfish, <laughs> motherfucking fish that has a period, you wait, know, with a with a wait, fucked up ass face but, on it. But look, the oligarchs in our capitalist society over here in the United States is living off the people it's fucking socialism yeah. for them they're not paying no damn okay. taxes and they get huge handouts from the government yeah, I, hear, I, hear, I hear i hear what you're saying but regardless like all right look in 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 a community where you know we're talking about like a fair society even the chief who's at the top and you know he run the show is working yeah it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not fair. Look, dude, in this society and the world that we live in, no matter how much you sit back and you try to preach fairness across the board for everybody, there ain't nothing in this life fair, bro. Like, even back in the days where Jesus walked this earth, I can't say God walked this earth because everything depicts, depicts that God himself never walked the earth. But even when he was on this earth when he walked there's nothing fair bro there's no fairness across the board and i feel like we have to start within our own communities and try to have some type of normalcy not fairness because no matter what you do no matter how much you give back no matter how much of a socialistic society that you create there's always gonna be sugar and there's gonna be shit you're just gonna yeah. have people that's a, that that that's slightly above the shit, and then you're gonna have the sugar. You're never gonna have a fairness, bro. And that's the thing that I try to get people to understand. Even in a socialist society, you're never gonna have 100% fairness across the board. It cannot exist. We're humans. It'll never exist. That day and time does not exist anymore. And I don't even think it existed when the indigenous people roamed this earth. You know, when they were here, there was no fairness because you had I mean, there's kings, all, you there's had always how There's always hi hierarchy. So, I mean, regardless, like somebody has to be the organizer. So that's usually the chief, somebody who can foresee, you know, uh, you know, have a vision and can, uh, you know, guide people toward that vision. So the the people working, not to say that the chief is not doing some form of work on the, um, for themselves, but like in order for any society to, to work properly, there has to be organization. And somebody, it can't be 12, 20 people. Now, everybody can give some input, but there's got to be somebody that's going to say, all right. Well, this is this is what we're gonna do based on all the information they done put all everything together. All right, this is what we're gonna do. Other than that, everything is gonna fall apart. That's just, I mean, it, that's just that's just how it is. I mean, that's 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 just life. So, wanting thinking that it's gonna be just a socialist society everywhere. No, somebody's gonna be. Uh, you know, in the trenches, somebody's got to be, you know, somebody's got to go grow the food. Somebody's got to, you know, if you're going to sell it to some people to trade the barter, somebody's got to go do the negotiations. Like, so, like I mean, it's going to be different shit that everybody's going to have a responsibility for, but everybody's going to have a responsibility. 
like you know everybody's not gonna be able to put their feet up on the couch and say you know and, and just shit just gonna be done I but mean, that's not socialism and that's not how it works at all I know, but no, what? I, but that's what I was trying to tell you. But you told me no, 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 no. Said no, but we got to have some guarantees that people are going to do something. I'm not saying that capitalism has to be the answer. And that's my it, point of even playing the video is that this is what drives most people to do all the stuff that they do. Their rent is their biggest bill. You know what I'm saying? It's it's what yeah. pushes people on the hamster wheel, and you know, okay, I mean, but otherwise, it's a way of control. People, Look, no, it's it's a way of keeping the cycle going. Like if everybody has everything that they need and like, where does it come from? Somebody has to put the shit in motion for it to get to the house, for it to, you know, get to your community. Like, or, you know, even if it's within your own community, somebody has to be making sure that this, these things can come. You can plant the seeds, but nobody go picks it. Then what? You got rotten food just hanging off the damn branch. And and basically you're making the argument for you need to force these people to work. So that's the point of the rent. Yeah, no. You you shouldn't have to force anybody. It should be understood your ass got to get the hell up and do something. Man, that's the way we were taught growing up, bro. I don't care what nobody say. That's the way we were taught. You know, we were taught that same skill. You know, you get out here, you work for what you want. Ain't nothing in life is free. You know what I'm saying? It's I mean, he, he, no, see, he, he for AI coming and taking over and doing shit, uh, control. No, I think that we're, I think we've been brainwashed on this whole, this particular topic. No, no, I think as, you've been brainwashed to think that you're not going to have to get up and do something. That's not if what it's think, saying. And that's why you making y'all making those comments tell me that y'all don't really get it. And that's no, what I'll be trying I, to say. No, I no, don't. I, I don't get it. I get it because I'm a renter. I'm a renter. So I understand what they're what exactly what they were saying in that video. I understand what they were saying. You know what I'm saying? Most of us rent from a corporate entity. Most of us rent from from a from a property that's owned by multi by owned by multiple investors that's making a basically a 100% return on their money. I get it, but what I'm saying to you is that even if we as individuals you, went out and bought our own property and made no, it affordable housing for everybody, no, there's no, still deuce, a hierarchy. Deuce, no, deuce, deuce. If we split the world up perfectly for everybody, everybody is given the land, given a house, everything that you need. Who's going to bring you your food? People are gonna do things. You people, like you said, that's that's you, all I'm saying. That I mean, you, there have you know, to like, be stuff get done, and it will get oh, done. It will get I'm done. Saying. This is just taking pressure off of people. You know what I'm saying? By what you do is you instead of having BlackRock owning all of these properties, you have them owned jointly. Like I was saying before, like a person in these apartments probably. The people that live in these apartments I live in probably could buy this complex together. You know what I'm saying? And then make a board and decide on what the rent is going to be so that they can cover their expenses and pay no for rent. renovations. And then, no, it, it, it'll have to be a rent because um, 
you know, you got to okay. pay for, um, you got to pay so for stuff, but it don't have to be $1,200 for a two bedroom. Everybody well, can agree I mean, on a fair amount. Okay. But see, but that, see that, see, look, we could, we could have a fair economy right here where we are in a capitalistic society, but they, the, the game has been rigged by the evil scientists because they're fucking genius, but because most people can't really do anything about it. The main thing is that, okay, like inflation, like, uh, why, why, why does a piece, a loaf of bread cost fucking $4 now when it used to cost a quarter? It's the same fucking wheat and, uh, flour that comes from the, the same ground, like seeds and shit don't cost no more because it reproduces on the on its own. And, so and, like and, the and, gasoline and, gasoline when I was a kid was like fifty cents a gallon. Uh or probably even less than that is and it was you know better, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean my quality. whole thing the the whole thing is is like the the way that they're taxing us you know, in order for them to have more, which it just like it doesn't make sense. I mean, when we there was there's only so much gold in the world and we lived on the gold standard before all of this fiat, like we were fine. Because That's guess what? We this... we supplemented we supplemented, you know, what we needed by doing our growing our own food. Exactly. And, this system is doomed to fail. It's on this exponential growth uh, idea that is impossible. It's on it's, a corporate warfare. The, on, the, only, the, only, the only times that we had a big shutdown is when we dealt with this, you know, this, uh, I, I can't think of the word, but, the, the, you know, no, I'm, no, I, I mean, shit, a hundred years ago, Almost, almost a, a whole hundred years ago, there was a a, a total financial crash. And, but think, but and, look at this. But you got small businesses, right? So check this out. You got a small business like myself that go on, and I only make about a hundred and seventy, two hundred thousand, maybe maybe at most about two fifty a year gross. But you got a company that's making tens of billions of dollars a year. I mean, anywhere between ten to a hundred billion dollars a year. Okay, and and, the, and their employees got it, and their employees and still trying to get some damn uh, government assistance. Yeah, and then on top of that, you take me, who's only making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars a year. The government comes down harder on me for taxes, but they'll give somebody that's running a corporation like Bezos that hasn't paid Amazon hadn't paid taxes since they exist. Well, probably about a couple of years after they exist, haven't paid taxes. But, but, but then see, you but take that's somebody a, like me who but, only I, makes about a hundred thousand. I'm not really making a true profit. I'm making a little but, bit of a profit, but I gotta pay happen? thirteen thousand dollars. It's a scam. It's a yeah, scam yeah. from the jump. That's my it's, point. From 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 the jump, stolen they make land. The law, they make blood the on law. the land. I'm gonna take this land and say it's mine, and then sell it back to you. Well, see, and when and when I tell when I, when I tell people this. From you know, they're still holding on to the same plan that was made back in the 1500s, uh, the uh, 
1400s of what they were going to do like i mean ever since the doctrine of discovery was written that's what they've been doing is discovering places that's existed for millions of years already yeah what the fuck that, i just that's discovered why a whole continent more, wow that's why you have more and more that's why you have more and more people because the way that they look at it in a way and if you go to any type of money or any investment class the way they break it down to you is that owning a home is a liability it's not an asset you know and but, you that's why you that, have more and more when i heard glad say that shit, i was like oh yeah he's a definite agent you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look, home ownership is always a good thing. And like, but you don't truly you, own it, though, bro, because if you got a piece of property in an area that let's hey, just say that, 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 let's that just, depends, let's just say Every, if you own a piece of property, let's just say you own a piece of property off of the 130 toll road, right? 130 toll road in between Seguin, Texas and Austin, Texas. That is a prominent area to buy property for corporate entities from Tesla google all of these places you own property there you got a house there you won't sell out to them so they go to the government they go to Texas, to the state of texas these motherfuckers claim eminent domain over land that you have already paid to and willing to take your life for this land that's why you got so many people that's why the landlords are getting rich because people are like man fuck owning a owning property fuck owning a home i don't truly own this shit because if the government want it they can take it no matter how many years my family have paid but 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 see my thing is how do you retire if you if you got rent for the rest of your life if you don't never get a chance to own something and all, all you have is just your maintenance on the house then like how do you retire yeah, you know, what, you know why you. I like, but you know what, my my foster dad, his father didn't own a home. He sold his house, and while he was retiring, he sold his house because he found that it was cheaper to pay rent to a landlord but the, but on that's the house than to be paying than to be paying a set rate of property taxes for the remainder of his life to pay maintenance to pay rent which was upwards around like twelve hundred dollars a month for a home him and his wife his wife still lives there he found that it would be cheaper than to maintain a home than to be paying school tax on a property where his child has been graduated from school since 1970 and he's still paying taxes it's a set rate tax after the age of 65 here in texas but he found that it was cheaper for him just to go and rent a house sell his property don't have to worry about the upkeep don't have to worry about paying a plumber to come in and do all new piping on the house that was built in 1948 he found that it was cheaper he saved money until the day that he died he rented a house and and baytown uh I hear what you're saying. I know what Pat's gonna say. He, that, that, so that 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 person's still not leaving no property for his children. You know what I'm saying? So after he's gone, and the number one way to build wealth in the United States is by home ownership. And because he owned because he owned that home home ownership. Because having property. Ha having property, which he owned property off of I-10, where now Budweiser right. sits at now. And, and that's and why my foster dad is now a millionaire, because Budweiser bought that land from him. See? and But look, 
um, also him he was able to um do what he was able to do because he owned it in the first place like when you said that you know that he was decided to rent and you know it was cheaper it put well, it put him in a different position because he did own it yeah but, so but that, think about this most people that retire bro we truck drivers pat we truck drive, and i don't know how many i don't know if you really get around and talk to truck drivers but i do i talk to different guys most folks right now that are on the brink of retire they're retiring from the trucking industry right now most of the people that i know they're selling their homes they're buying rvs and campers and these high dollar ass dually pickup trucks to pull their campers they're selling off their homes and all of this shit, and they're traveling they're going from state to state living at different rv parks in a camper yeah because yeah, and, and and more power to them because i mean that's a, that's that's a, you know that's one thing that they can like that that's their choice that's what they choose to do but i think that just with the whole idea of that it's just it's worthless to to even try to own a home whether it's for 25 30 years and you be able to sell it later like i mean going into it without uh, put, being in a proper position of ownership because that's the main difference i mean you you pay probably the same amount of money probably you pay less money getting a mortgage even though you say you like you never own it but technically you do have a different position in the buying and selling so uh -huh. if you go into a rent and you're paying more than what you were paying a mortgage and then you know which may be what covers the maintenance or whatever so i mean you still probably spend the same amount of money but at the end of it all you decide you want to to move to timbuktu you can sell it and you got a lump sum of cash just for holding it in a different buying position yeah i just feel I mean, like it's I'm, a racket you on that from I'm the jump on that because i'm looking into home ownership that's what i want you know, not only do I want home, I really and truly don't want to buy in the subdivision. You know, my goal is to buy, you know, an acre, acre and a half, two acres of property, sit on it, pay pay it down, pay extra, build the equity up, and 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 use that money because it's gonna appraise it, higher, it, it, and exactly. use that money as a down payment to build my home on my property. But that's so I'm part. with it. That, that's the part. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna so build wait. equity. Let me let me let me shift the conversation a bit though. So, but what about because because wait, and I want to make this comment. I heard uh, about a couple who retired and they bought a boat, like a sailboat, and they live on that and they just go wherever they want to go and, and pay the dock or whatever. Um, and and that way they live a lot cheaper and they, their their retirement is going to go a lot further. Um, but let me shift it a bit. What about the tiny homes? You know, the idea of the tiny homes and. And the minimalist, and because um, that's making a wave around the country, and people are getting these like containers and making them into homes. I mean, the, the containers, taking the containers and making them into homes is one thing, but the tiny homes, you know, I mean, bro, like it's a for us, it's a family of five, and to stay in a hundred and forty, hundred and twenty-seven square feet you know maybe 300 square feet tiny home is just not feasible bro that's for somebody that's got maybe nah, one or two kids hey deuce deuce i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to show you this video i i've seen some of these mugs hooked up where they i mean because you can get like three or four of them and have them connected you get to get you know stack like them up you, 
arrange yeah, them yeah. and connect yeah. them. Yeah, you can have them like you know connected, uh, you know, from like different angles. You can go up with it. They can be bolted down into each other. Like, I, look, I've seen some. I've seen some that was like decked. I, I'm talking about like it really had me like okay, yeah, I might have to look at that. You know, what I'm saying? well, I you could do say. it if it's something like that. But just to say that I'm gonna get one tiny home. Even if I didn't, even if it wasn't just, even if it wasn't my, you know, even if it was just my wife and my two kids, but we got my wife, my two kids, my niece, so which is essentially like our child. So it's like, man, that's kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? Well, but it would have, it would have to be a multiple homes put together and, and, to make and, that work. And, and this is my argument because we have to fundamentally change the way we look at things. And we have to also fundamentally change the way we do things. And, you know, that's the only way that's the change that's the answer you know that's how we get somewhere you know but and it starts with us with the idea of possibly being able to you know live more minimally and also you know these type of homes more eco-friendly or whatever like they more like uh what do you call it self-sufficient systems the wages have to come up Let, let's be honest with you though let's be honest the wages have to come up, especially for people that's in the restaurant industry, that's working in those type of industries, fast food industries, or people that are just what they call line workers for like Tyson. And I, the wages have no. to come up to even but, begin to but, afford but, that but, because but, but, you got but, a but, tiny but, home. No, that's, no. That's, that's not. But yeah, because right now we're we're on. That's not the argument we're on. And and plus, the tiny home is going to cost less. And if it, if they have these self sufficient type systems. It costs less for water. Costs less for everything. You know what I'm saying? You maybe you bought it's it outright, and you're not. You so you you still gonna need a water supply. They do, support. but they have they have these they have these reusing water supplies and stuff no, like so that. Ba basically, it's it it like it a camper where you got your good you got your gray water and black water, like a camper. So you, you go can, somewhere you and fill dig, your tank. You can still dig and get you a, a well. Yeah, but man. I mean, nowadays, I mean, to have the equipment to be able to dig that far down because you got to dig a lot further down. You can pay what, for somebody to what? do all of this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah um, that once, shit costs. You know how much yeah, it costs without somebody come out on your property it, and dig But it's an investment. And once it's done now, it's done. And you don't have to yes. pay for this stuff over time. You're going to save money over time. So that's the whole point. So that people can live and maybe they can just have a little McDonald's job and actually have a decent life with the pay that they already getting with the price that they already getting minimum wage or whatever because they don't have to pay all of this stuff to live well, every every my, this big bills are what driving people crazy depression suicide this is what it is and rent is the biggest one well i'm gonna tell you the the only like you have people to are miserable give, give your give yourself a raise <laughs> Like worrying about these companies giving you a rate because, like, I had a conversation today about, uh, you know, loads not uh, representing our current state with the fuel and this, that, and the other. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So that ain't nothing, you know, because you know I'm talking to my cousin, talking about what kind of rates he getting, and you know we got more important stuff that we're delivering. I I would assume is more important because it's hazmat and this, that, and the other. Well, okay, so I mean, the 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 biggest thing is 
is self-sufficiency and whether like i said whether it means you digging in your own backyard and planting some seeds and this that and the other well th that takes away the cost of food you know you, you you can you can find ways to save money because that's really where you know your wealth comes from is you know money you, you when you learn how to you know you, you can supplement what you would spend by doing something else to still be able to get the same thing yeah, so and they always say it's not about how much you make it's about how, how much you spend and um do like deuce's argument all the time is how niggas want to waste their money on fendi and prada and all this dumbass shit and trying to look rich or whatever instead of investing that money or using it in some other kind of way you know what i'm saying a better way like using it as leverage because really it's a tool so that's what you how you're supposed to use it and and i'm We want you to be an activist and don't take our word for it. Look that shit up. Pulley.